Welcome back, baby faces. Victor Villain here. Leslie's making their way to the rig. Oh, cool. Mischief, you heard? Oh, and today we got another one, baby faces. Another special person here joining us, and he is the ROH television champion. This Woo! is violence at its finest. The notorious Shane. Mm. Taylor, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm not just the television champion. I'm the Ring of Honor television champion of the world, baby. A.K.A. Shane boy. The baddest champion you've ever seen, boy. That was a hell of an intro, but if you're going to do it, you got to do it right for me. Not just the city, Craig. The world. The world. (laughs) Damn, man. How how, how you doing, man? How you living, man? Uh, you know, we following your work, man. We love we love how you're doing out there in Ring of Honor, man. And it's just how's it been in this 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 run as of late? Man, it, the, the, I'm I'm blessed, man. You know, um I got my two beautiful daughters. I got my wife down here in Houston. Um Ring of Honor World Television Champion now that I won May 9th at the World of the Worlds in Toronto. Put on two other killer performances in uh in uh Kent, Washington and Portland, Oregon, just this past weekend, uh, wow. rolling full head of steam, headed into the best in the world pay-per-view at the end of the month. You know, your boy is untouchable right now. Ooh, you putting that work, man. Holy cow. Is, is, is going out with the TV title, is that going change anything with, with your, you know, your routines or, you know, is, is, do you see things differently now in this run versus when, before you had the strap? Uh, not really. My preparation towards everything is the same. You know, um, people are going to get my very best regardless of if I'm a champion or not. Uh, I, I think what, what changes when you're the champion is now, you know, people say you have that target on your back. But growing up the way I did and seeing the things that I've seen and done, um, there's no really more pressure to me, you know, that now than there was growing up then. So. You know, this is just what I do now. I prepare to defend my championship, you know, and uh, I, I prepare to fight. That's just plain and simple, you know. <laughs> and so whoever it is, whenever it is, I'm, I'm fine with all that, you know, and they can all just catch these hands like anybody else. Nice. That's a great attitude to have. And listen, you also had, I also, I've listened to you, some of your other past um, interviews or whatnot, and you have some aspirations, man, to get, to give him back eventually. And I just wanted to let you know that that's just a great mindset to have, man. Like you, you, you know, you're not, it's not everybody that, that goes into this, this, this thing and, you know, wants to help everybody out. And right. it, it just, it, it's, it makes it that much better when you have wrestlers out there that are doing it because they love it, but then they also want others to, you know, be successful and, you know, and follow it, do the things the right way, you know, and just, you know, take care of themselves correctly. And it's just great that you have that kind of mindset. Thank you. And for me, it's, this is more than just me. This is more than just wrestling. When you have this platform, uh, you know, you look at some of the great, you know, champions of, the past, you know, whether it be boxing or, you know, some of the great leaders that, that you had in sports. And when you are able to use your platform to not only 
uh, affect your sport, but to affect society and to affect change and, and, and to bring as many people up with poss- with you as possible. I feel like that's what you should do. Um, and, and, and of course, there's more than one way to do that. But uh, for me, that's why I don't run from social issues. That's why I don't run from hard questions, because there are people that I know that are looking to me or looking up to me to see what my answer is going to be. And I want them to know exactly how I feel. You know, not everybody's going to agree with you, you know, and in today's society, you can, you know, gain or lose everything based on your answers. But um, you just can't, you know, I mean, you, you, you can't be scared. You can't have fear in your heart. You just have to lead the way that you believe is right. And that's what I'm doing. No doubt. Um, and yeah, you just had a newborn, right? You two two kids, right? Three months, yes, sir. He's about three months old now. So I mean, like 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 I just said, your boy's untouchable right, yeah, right now. There's nothing. That's you a already, blessing. You already like life. teaching him like chair shots and Singapore canes and all oh, that. Hell, <laughs> man! Like I, what I am doing now is preparing them for the future. You know what I mean? I do this so that hopefully that by the time I'm done, I can hand them a brand, hand them an empire, and let them do what they want with it. Um, I, I'm i taking the bumps now so they don't have to. You know what I mean? So that's my plan. Awesome, man. Awesome. Shane, how is it balancing uh, the family life with uh, being out on the road? Uh, it, it can be difficult uh, depending on um, – how busy I want to be, uh, but I'm very blessed at this point in time to be with ROH and to be able to have that sort of schedule that allows me to be home a lot. Um, and with the exclusive deal that I signed this year, that allows me to be home even more. Um, so I, it, it's really easy to find a balance and to do all the things that, that I want to do with family while preparing to go on the road as well. Uh, you know, and if I want to do some more international stuff, I can do that, but I can schedule it at a point in time that fits like whether it's the summer or going towards the fall before school comes back and I can fit things where I need to. So right now it's great. So you just mentioned international stuff, right? That had been a goal of yours. How's that going? Oh, it's fantastic. You know, I, I did a uh, six week tour of the UK just last year. That went phenomenally well, you know, wrestling for places like Southside and Red Pro and 4GW and IPW um, and really getting my name um, on that scene. Looking forward to going back later this year. So that's that's, you know, that that's another big, uh, big goal of mine. Uh, and then, of course, there's just so many different countries and places that I want to see and visit and also defend the ring, the ring of honor world television championship and really make it a, a you know, re reestablish the world status of that championship. So uh, there's a lot of big goals and plans for the, for this year. It is a world title, right? Exactly. <laughs> Facts. Um, you said uh, you're trying to defend that title and that you have yet to do um, as of yet, right? You haven't really defended it much since you've won it, right? Well, Ring of Honor has mandatories, you know, just like boxing or, or, or anything else. Uh, and my first, I would have loved to de- have defended it be- beforehand, but that's not my call. You know what I mean? So right, right. Uh, their first scheduled defense for me is at Best in the World live on pay-per-view in Baltimore. Wait, when's that happening? June 28th, I believe. 
Ah, uh, June twenty eighth. Cool, cool, nice. Okay, can't wait for that one. Any, any uh, regards to Jeff Cobb three? Because uh, we we know we remember the second one. It was a yeah, was a good that, one. That shit was a banger. There, there <laughs> yeah. was, you know, Ke- Kevin Eck just recently put out a uh, thing uh, saying that Jeff Cobb hasn't asked for a rematch. He is going to move on to go to see if he can challenge for the world championship, which he is doing also at best in the world against Matt Taven. So, Ooh. like I said, you know, like, like I said in the questions with Kevin Eck, I understand what Jeff Cobb is going, going through. I know what he went through in those two matches that we had. Uh, even though he came out on top, I've always, you know, sort of been of the belief that, you know, like my dad, taught me whether you win or fight or lose a fight, you make sure they never want to fight you again. You know what I mean? So I understand where his head is at, but uh, I do feel that, you know, ring of honor is only so big. So I feel at some point um, we're going to have to meet up again and, 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 and really, and really settle this because I don't like having losses on my record, especially without a chance to get them back. So um, we'll see. Yeah, we waiting for that one, man. Definitely for sure. Um, you traveled internationally, right? Uh, any crazy stories when you did the, all the these traveling these tours? None that I'm gonna incriminate myself for. Smart <laughs> <laughs> <Smart> man. <laughs> Good answer. Hey, hey Shane. We, one thing we do like to ask uh, people when we interview is: uh, Is there someone uh, we call him your your wrestling dad? Is there someone who you know? you came up through who you kind of keep in contact to, you know, if you have questions or, or just someone you shoot the breeze yeah. with. Yeah. Oh, of course there are. Um, there's, I, I'm, I'm very blessed to be in a position where I have m- multiple people that I can go to, you know, first and foremost is Ray Rowe, uh, of Viking Raider, Raiders fame. Now, you know, uh, uh, it's well documented that not only is he my trainer, but my best friend in the world, godfather to my daughters you know what i mean so uh usually if there's anything that's on my mind or questions that i have he's usually the, the go-to uh along with j-rock uh another one of my best friends and guys that helped train me and then you got you know guys that i know who have helped me out tremendously like luke hawks or guys like lance hoyt you know uh that have have done things all around the world uh so i i I am very blessed to be in a position where I have so many people and so many different avenues to bounce things off of. So it's great. And then of course you got guys like Kenny, like Kenny King and Jay Briscoe, you know what I mean? Just guys that you can go to at any point in time and they'll tell you what you need to know. That's amazing. Before you mentioned you, uh, you're in Texas, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but, um, that's not where you grew up. You grew up not in, really. uh, Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. Sure. East side oh. of Cleveland, Ohio, baby. So, so it's a little different. <laughs> That's a different it's life. A lot different. It's a lot different. <laughs> yeah. So, can you talk about it? How how was your your upbringing, your childhood, and how does that reflect in what you do now? Um, growing up in Cleveland, especially on the east side, is not easy. You find out very quickly at a very young age that you don't get to be a kid very long. Um, I remember going to the gas station when I was about seven or eight year, years old with my cousins and there's a you know dead body in the gas station you know what I mean like in the parking lot I mean that those are the kind of things that you grow up seeing um whether it, 
it was my house getting shot up on the corner and us not being allowed to, you know, sit, sit on the couches. We had to make sure we laid on the floor in case a stray bullet came through. If it was, you know, um, seeing different family members die here and there due to guns and drugs and a million other things, you know, it, it's a situation in which you have to grow up very quickly. You have to uh, understand who you are at an age that's very hard to figure that out. You know what I mean? But um, if you can come out of that, you can, you are literally prepared for anything life can throw at you. So to be able to be the ones to be one of the few that can come out of that and reach the status that I'm at now, reach the platform that I'm at now. Uh, to me, it's nothing short of a miracle. And if I've been blessed with the opportunity to do this, why not take it and make the most of it? Fair. That's fair. Hey, um, I know this, this isn't like you, you know what I mean? But uh, recently Ring of Honor um, was just in the news, in the Twitterverse, about uh, something that happened with Bully Ray. A fan mm-hmm. got pulled backsta- uh, backstage and intimidated or whatever. I mean, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit anyway, but um, can you speak to that? Uh, are you aware of anything that m- may have happened? Or I have no idea what happened. Um, okay. when, when you hear these stories, I always say take them with a grain of salt because you're only hearing one side of what happened. Um, at the end of the day, if he was talked to, like, you have to remember that's still somebody's wife. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. still, like, and if it was just a, boo, you suck, I doubt we'd be talking about this. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. So, right. like, well, I take I mean, things with assault, and, and, and we'll see. Yeah, Bully Ray did come out, and he was just like, yo, I, I just told him to calm the fuck down, basically, is what he said. He was like, yo, he right. just got like, it. I mean, like, 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 for example, I... I, I, I don't know the conversation that was had, but I know of someone who was running their mouth about my wife. I'm not talking to you. Like, <laughs> like I'm not talking to you. Like, like we're going to have an issue, you know, and, and granted, like my wife's not a wrestler, you know, she's a teacher, but the same rules apply. I think when you're just dealing with, with, with real dudes, you know what I mean? Like they're just not going yeah. to take certain things, you know, and for whatever reason, like, People in today's day and age think you you can just do or say anything with no consequence, and that's just not true. They they meet one punch Shane, right? Bro, <laughs> I, I came from wrestling. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, not proud. Shane, of it, uh, this is this is what it is. <laughs> Shane, uh, now we're we're all fans of wrestling here. Who was who was the guy that made you fall in love with it, or a girl? I should say, actually. Who made you fall in love with that? Um, I remember wanting to be a wrestler after going to a live event with my dad at Richfield Coliseum. And it happened to be like uh, Kerry Von Erich against the Warlord. And it was like a double count out. And it was like just an amazing scene because you had people booing and throwing stuff. And I was like, what a- Whatever they, whatever they're doing, I want to do because <laughs> look at the emotion, like 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 look at the reaction that they're getting. Like I, I think deep down I've always been sort of like an instigator at heart, so it's always just like how how many buttons can you push to get people as pissed off as possible? You know what I mean? Um, 
But I think the moment that I fell in love with wrestling was when Ron Simmons beat Vader for the world championship. And to be able to see people of so many different backgrounds all celebrating this man's success and being an African-American male myself, to see someone do, do so without being one of the traditional stereotypes that you see a lot in wrestling, to me, that was huge. Because that was really one of the first times that you could go, oh, okay, I can just work hard. I can just work hard, be myself, and I can be successful. And I think without guys like that, without guys like, like Ron, you don't have your book T's, you don't have you know, your Kofi Kingston's, you don't have guys like that to, that, that come later you know, to be able to expand upon that. Well... That's that's very valid. My question is, what is your? I, I think every wrestler, uh, at least every fan, I can talk to, and and the wrestlers that I've spoken to have always had like a WrestleMania moment, right? Like, what is your like your ideal perfect scenario for you, Shane Taylor? What would be your ideal WrestleMania moment? Hmm. Does it have to be a WrestleMania? No, not at all. No, 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 not at all. That's just an easy way to ask the question. Okay. What's, what's my ideal scenario? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like your picture, the pinnacle, what you would consider to be the pinnacle of your career. And it's not WrestleMania anywhere where you could be anywhere, anywhere, but like, what would be like the top of the mountain for you? Like your, your big fucking moment in the spotlight, your main event. What was, what does that look like for you? Big payoff. If it's any sort of dream scenario, yeah, it would be myself versus Ray Rowe at the Tokyo Dome for the IWGP mm. Heavyweight Championship. That's Oof, what uh, my teacher versus student. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I just got you know? chills, yo. The Tokyo Dome yeah. is legit. Yeah, man. I mean, I, and that's not to say that you know what I'm doing now isn't prevalent in my mind. But if we're talking dream stuff, I, I think with the in, with the influence of Japanese wrestling in both of our careers uh, with the influence that he's had on me um, and, and, and the relationship that the two of us have and, and what we bring out of each other. Uh, I think that's a match that, you know, is off, off, off the scales physical and we wouldn't have it any other way. Just straight up, wow. straight up straight match up. or like, Straight up, or a street fight, or just straight? Ah, no, 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 no. Straight up, see who the better man is. Nice. So when you beat him with the uh, greetings from the two and six, it's a, it's a legitimate win, not any gimmicks, right? (laughs) Well, it's well, it's welcome to the land. I don't know why they keep saying greetings from two and six. That that always, that always, I'm like, it's it's not, it's not how we say it. (laughs) (laughs) Say it. So you mentioned uh, dream matches and stuff. Any any bangers that you already have had or that, that stick out to you most? Because I know they say every wrestler is their biggest critic, and you know they they tend to like not like their own work. Are you one of those guys that you just you know you tend to like nitpick at your own material and oh, your own work? Of course, I mean, but that's when you have any sort of drive and you want to be the best at something. Uh, you're you're going to critique your own stuff harsher than anybody else, you know, because you're you're looking for any way, any reason, any excuse to get better, you know. Um, if there's ever a point in time where you're not doing that, someone's already passing you by, you know. So, uh, to me, 
if I'm not the harshest one on myself, then something's wrong, you know? Um, So that I look for, uh, even in wins, you know, like even in wins, I look for things I go, okay, improve upon that. Okay. Do that better. Okay. Maybe shorten this up or do that. You know what I mean? So um, you're always looking for that edge. What's been Mm -hmm. your favorite match to be a part of? Up until this point, let's see. I had, I think one of the one of my first breakout matches was against Jay Briscoe in Collinsville, Illinois, uh, a couple years yeah. ago. Um, I think on that night, I, I I sort of earned his respect and uh, made him not not made him change his mind, but but solidified in in his mind uh, the kind of talent that I had then. Um, and then if we're fast forwarding now, uh, both matches with Cobb are some of my favorites. Uh, even though they en- ended up in the loss, still one of my favorites. Uh, nice. And then of course, uh, when I, when I won the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, uh, to me that is that signified the beginning of where I'm trying to go and and who I'm trying to be in this sport. So um, nice. those would be. Um, I, love, you, I love the way you say world television championship. You always yeah. say we're like a swag. Like there's of no like all oh, right. the world TV champ. No, no, world no, television no, no. champion. World television champ. You gotta say it sexy. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Um, going back to that Briscoe match, he said something to you after that match, didn't he? I read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he told me uh that I. That I brought it, that you know, I took him to his limit, but that he got the, that he got his hand raised, and that you know maybe I shouldn't talk so much shit. But if I wasn't <laughs> shit, that wouldn't be me. <laughs> so right. I'm gonna talk shit regardless. Yeah, that's good, man. And then you hold that with you. I heard right, like it's just those words. It's just hearing that. I guess gives you enough solidification. If not, right. I mean, yeah, but but then, you know, that also gives me the will to go, okay, at some point we'll do it again. And at some point, I'm going to keep talking shit. And at some point, <laughs> you know what I mean? At some the point. The hand's getting raised. That's yeah, right. I mean, we'll see. Um, Currently, right, the current climate of wrestling, uh, everybody's complaining about this shit all the fucking time. And it's really, like, toxic. What do you think is the difference? What do you think is, is because in my opinion, wrestling is as diverse and as athletic as it's ever been. I mean, just look at Hogan, right? Like Hogan had four moves. So, you know, our, our talents are, are, are now like just doing incredible, incredible work, yourself included. What is the difference between now and then? And why are people so uh, bitchy? <laughs> really- and- Kind of the reason that they're so upset about everything right now is is access to information and things like that. Like there are there are things like fans used to just be fans 30 years ago, 20 years ago. I mean, now, you know, so much of the behind the scenes is out there for the public to know and talk about. And so and like the wrestlers lives and there's so many leaks and like 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 people know everything now so so it's very hard to you know not not judge all the things that they're hearing about right so for example 20 years ago if hulk hogan 
didn't like the creative people, you wouldn't have known that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you wouldn't have known that till 20 years after the fact. You know what I mean? But if someone's got a problem with a writer or something like that, you know immediately. You know what I mean? So mm. the, the, the internet's ability to make everybody judge and jury is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Especially when most people are super uninformed about most of the stuff they talk about. And so they're really just, you know, spewing other bullshit that, that they heard from somebody else who's spewing bullshit. And it's just, it compounds on each other. No, sir. <clears throat> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got a cold. Um, you brought up talent being frustrated with creative and that, that seems to be also be a major topic of discussion, right? We saw John Moxley, uh, um, Sasha Banks and, and just a whole bunch of people that are just not satisfied the revival, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, where do you stand on that? Cause a lot of people are like, just shut the fuck up and be a wrestler and just wrestle, right? Like it's your job. You do what is told mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And then the other aspect is that it's like, well, I'm not being utilized. I'm not being, uh, uh my, my potential is not being fulfilled. And, and so it's mm-hmm. frustrating. Where do you land on that? And what would you, and, and how do you perceive that? That's a good question, and everybody's stuff is different, so I can't speak on any of their situations. No, no, for you, for you. Like, so for me, it's tough because you can want to do a lot of things, but if you're not given the chance to, the opportunities to, you're sort of handcuffed, you know what I mean? But in today's world now, you also have the ability to do your own content. You know what I mean? So you still get to tell your own story outside of the companies that you work for, you know, and, and we've seen that be successful for a lot of people. You know what I mean? So one of the, you know, biggest examples of that are the Bucks and the being the elite YouTube series. They just started doing their own thing and not that they were hindered in any way, but you know what I mean? Just like when you can show people something that they're not seeing of you and make them gravitate towards that you can build and do just about anything you want so i i think for a lot of the people that are frustrated find ways to tell your story outside of the norm find ways to get people you know the information you want them to know uh if you're able to do that then you might be able to alleviate some of the frustration that comes with the process of how all this shit works how often if at all does roh uh uh, get strict with their writing and creative for you guys? Like, do they write the promos for you or do you guys create them yourselves? I, I, everything we do is organic. Uh, as far as I know, there's no, nobody's getting anything written for them. Uh, to me, uh, you lose some of the skill sets that you need for this sport. If that's a, if that's what happens, not to say that, you know, it's not, you know, that you still don't have to, deliver it you know well whether it's written for you or not but um i just think you 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 need those reps you know what i mean like you can't you know if you were a quarterback and you had somebody else taking snaps for you by the time sunday comes how how do i expect you to to perform the way i need you to perform if you weren't doing it you know what i mean so right. uh, to me that's how i see it but places and di- different pl- places have things that they do that that's had a proven track record of, of success and if you get the right people to do it things work the way they work so uh but as far as roh goes no one's writing 
no one's writing promos for anybody else. Oh. Well, then that's that's some good stuff. Then we see in a live on a live basis, at least with the pay per views and whatnot, and creative on that end. I mean, the, I don't, I don't, I don't have much to complain about from what I see in ROH. It's just the um, I wish you guys get more TV time. Yeah, exposure, uh, some of the man. times more exposure, I guess. Uh, but that I guess is is in a, a nutshell in itself, isn't it? Of course, I mean, and there's nothing that you know I can do about that. But you know, uh, with with the way we continue to grow, the way we could continue to have our live shows and and do do, do our thing and present our brand of wrestling, uh, the more and more that things like that become a possibility. So uh, we're just going to keep doing our thing and, and keep expanding and, and see where that goes. Um. Quick question. I wanted to take your insight on this because um, there are different there are different views on the way the E portrays their creative and ha- handles their creative and, you know, mm-hmm. controls all the, the storylines. Some mm-hmm. may say, some may look at it as a challenge, more of a of a, a negative. Uh, how, how mm-hmm. would you view it more? And again, yeah, everybody is different, you know, and it's it's for some they see, OK, I'll overcome this. Uh, Others don't see it that way. Uh, for me, I would like to think if I was in that spot, I'd be one of those that says, okay, like, let me, you know, try try to rise to the occasion and see if I can, you know, do this or that. But I'm sure other people that feel differently have tried that and said that to themselves. So, right. I mean, uh, in no way I, do we know how I, they're going through and stuff like that. I'm just kind of, I can imagine they probably, you know, get it worse. I mean, exactly. and they know what they do it is, so, you know. Dealing with it every day, you know, 300-plus days a year. I'm, I'm sure at some point, if, if things aren't going well, then that can be a drain as, like, as much as, as the wrestling or travel or fatigue or anything else. Like, that can be – you can just mentally and emotionally be spent, you know, um, if, if, if you find yourself in that situation. What has been – the weirdest fan interaction that you've had. Mm. Just that's a moment a, that you're like, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, what is, what, what is happening? Question. That's a good question. Let me, all right, let me think for a second here real, real quick. Let me eliminate any over the top stories. Word, word. Uh, those are the ones we want. We want the over the top <laughs> in, in today's era, I don't need 15 years from now someone be like, oh, remember when Shane told this story? Like, which, which story was that, Shane? Exactly. <laughs> I want to say I was over in the UK and like someone wanted me to sign, I think like like one of their grandmothers like breasts or something, and I was just like, nah, like, <laughs> I was like, mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so if you so, say eight by ten or a t-shirt, I'll, I'll sign that, but I'm not, nah, like, sorry. So first you said nah, but then what'd you write? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just said no. I was like, sorry, I can't, I can't, can't do it. And they're like, oh, please, we'll we'll pay. Uh, no, no, thank you. It's not gonna do. That's what's up. Hey, can you please sign my grandmother's titty? <laughs> no, I like it was like like she was there. Like I I don't I don't know if she was like if she didn't speak like English very like very well or what it was, but like yeah, it was just it was like a whole this whole thing was awkward. And I was just like nah, <laughs> I'll pass. Thank you though. 
Oh man, that's hilarious, Shane, bro. With uh, ROH's uh, agreements with CMLL and uh, New Japan, uh, who would you like to compete with uh, from their promotions? Well, that's a great question. Um, I've already been, you know, fortunate enough to be in the ring with guys like Hiroki. Goto and Minoru Suzuki and uh, e- e- Evil and um, was just in the ring with Roosh recently. Uh, so, so for me, I would love, you know, a uh, one-on-one match with Tomohiro Ishii. Oh That's my god! Just, <laughs> that that was my fantasy booking. So I'm like, all right, we're in agreement. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a one-on-one with Suzuki as well would be great. Um, Guys that I feel bring out that physicality and bring out that intensity to me is where I I perform best. So um, anybody that that sort of brings that out of me, uh, or at least I think would, you know, uh, is definitely someone that I want to get in the ring and trade hands with. Uh, So I'm excited. Bring on anybody, really. Taylor versus Maccabi. Hey, man. I'm down for whoever. <laughs> Book it. What has been your favorite venue to perform in? Mm, that's a great question. I'm Not, full of them. Nah. <laughs> I mean, probably Madison Square Garden. I mean, sold out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Duh, yeah. Get better than that. No, do, you prefer, no, do you prefer the Garden over the Hammerstein? Uh, as a wrestling fan, as a wrestling, because I know you know you know the Garden is a bigger arena. You know it's the home of the Knicks, and so much you know history right. is, is behind it. But man, there's, there's, a, there's a magic to the Hammerstein, though, bro. Like the, with the right. history that ROH has with that building, the energy is electric, man. Like so, um, I, I I I I I can't pick one over the other with the with the Hammerstein, but for being a part of history and what and what the whole event meant, uh, I have to go with MSG. But the hammer is fantastic. You said you've and to, you've gone to like a whole bunch of different countries. Do you speak any yeah. languages? Any other languages? No, no, no. I I I I speak enough Spanish to get by. You know what I mean? But not where I try to say that I was fluent by any means. <laughs> You learned that shit in Texas, didn't you? I, I I've learned it around, you know, uh, around, you know, like being a <laughs> army brat. My dad was stationed in Honduras for a bit. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. So nice. I've learned things as I progressed in my thirty-three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. That's dope, man. Um, we know hey. you don't. You're not too fond of uh, pretty boys in your past. Mm. Uh, any chance you get to relive that re- reunite with your boy uh, in in Stanford? Or oh, should I say, full sale, not Stanford? I mean, you you can never say never in this sport. Uh, a lot of that depends on time and need and personal things, you know, that are going on at the time. But uh, I, I'm I'm very happy where I'm at right right now. Um, I'm very happy with my position, um, and I think that going forward, um, to me, there's just, the chance is always there. 
You know what I mean? Right. But okay. I want the best for I, I want the best for Keith. I want the best for myself. And if that's separately, then fantastic. We'll be doing our, our thing for a very long time. And if, you know, things work themselves out to where we can re reconvene, then we'll do that, you know, and uh, it'd be fantastic, you know, e- either way. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'd like to see that again. A Keith Lee, uh, mm-hmm. Shane Taylor run again. Uh, that'd be lit as fuck. Huh? <laughs> Could happen. You, you never know what, what this sport brings, you know what I mean? Thanks. Old school, you had something. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, no, no. I, I was gonna say, uh, Shane, you know, you're you're a mainstay of that uh, of the Texas indie scene. Is there mm-hmm. anyone that you've seen down there that you think is is kind of on the cusp of uh, of making it to a Ring of Honor? Oh, of course. I mean, you got guys like Barrett Brown and Jerome Daniels. Um, try, try, trying to pinpoint names right now, I'm bad at. But you got. <laughs> Lamont Williams and just, you know, a, a bunch of people down here who are really, you know, just pushing themselves to be the very best that they can be. Um, and so, you know, I, there's so much talent down here uh, that it wouldn't shock me at all if any of those guys were the next one to really break out and, you know, reach the next level. So you said you were 33 years old. Um you're not old by any means, but you're at the point in your career where I think you'll start thinking about the next stage. What does the next stage of Shane Taylor's career look like? The next stage of Shane Taylor's career, that transitions into me, like I said earlier, build, building my brand um, as big as I can get it, you know, from a marketing standpoint, from a business standpoint, um, maybe when i'm when i decide that you know i'm traveling down the end of the road uh transition into more of a backstage role uh we do some creative stuff uh, i'm a really bad coach so like not not that i'm like not that i can't tell people something but like i'm the type that like i'll i'll show you how to do it you know what i mean but the way i do things i'll forget to tell little details of why so like i'm bad i'm a bad coach in that aspect because they're like well how did you do it like oh i I forgot to tell you you got to do this first you know what i mean like (laughs) i'll just like hey you're not doing it they're like well i can't you're like "Ah." um but you know that 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 that's probably where i see myself going i don't see any point you know going forward where i wouldn't be involved in wrestling in some capacity um but i still got a long way to go before we even get to that so, I, um, guy, old school. I was gonna say, if your son, many, 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 many years from now, says, "Dad, I want to be a pro wrestler," mm-hmm. you, you giving him the green light, or are you trying to talk him down? Um, like I said, I, I, I think son or daughter, you know, okay. I do. If it's something that they were passionate about and there was nothing else that they wanted to do in life, then fine. I'm I'm going to support what you want to do, and I will give you every uh, avenue to be the very best and to fulfill your potential. Uh, but again, um, you want that. There is no evolution in creating another you. You you know what I mean. So uh, I would want them to take what I've 
given them and the base that I've given them and then make their own way, make their own life, do their own thing. Um, but if that's something that they were just dead set on, then, hey, go for it. Do you have uh, – oh, no, go ahead, Vic. Uh, any, any pre-show rituals that you may have uh, before, any, before an event or before a big match <laughs> that, that, you know, I'm assuming – you you know big moment big match you might get you know jitterbugs or something like that maybe tuck yourself down or something if that even still happens i do and it, it, it's funny uh because what i do is throughout my entire life you know i used to be uh pretty quick tempered right and so growing up and 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 being older like throughout society like you have to suppress that at least i do right uh, because I want to be a functioning member of society and not go to jail. So, <laughs> so <laughs> for what? Uh, That's overrated, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I mean. So for me, um, when it comes that time, I, I I need to figure out a way to bring all that out of me, right? So what I usually do is have someone like uh, club me in the back, like as many times as they can, probably as hard as they can, just to get that physicality going in my head and flip that switch to, you know, get my mind, you know, set as to one where you're about to go into a fight and someone's physically trying to harm you. You know what I mean? So once I turn that on, that's when I get to switch into my mode. And then that's when everybody's got a problem. Who's usually that person? Who's the person that you're like, yo, it depends. It, it depends on who's around. Uh, You know I mean? Like, like whoever it is, uh, usually, like one of the guys we have just backstage doing security or, or something like that, uh, just as, as hard as they possibly can. You know what I mean? And like guys, guys get crazy because like once I do it, it's like ah, you know what I mean? And like you, you switch gears, and everybody looks at me like I'm fucking nuts. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to get the best out of me, this is the mindset that I have to be in. You know what I mean? Like so, uh, it is. Is there anybody is. you don't like backstage? Anybody you you know you're not seeing eye to eye with? Uh, not really. I mean, to me, this is this is business. You know, um, whether I like a guy or not, my job is to go out in that ring and knock him the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like, so, <laughs> no, we, we we are in a business that you know we get paid to hurt each other, and you know, then that's that's simply what it is. You know, I can my entire life. You know, we could scrap and I'll go buy you a beer. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll help you pick your teeth up. You know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, to me, to me, it's past like or dislike. To me, it's just, you know, we're all here for a reason. We all have a job to do. So let's just get it done. Great attitude, man. Great attitude. When, when all is said and done and mm-hmm. you hang up your wrestling boots, right? Mm-hmm. What would you like to be rem- remembered about you? What would you like people to say about Shane Tatum? That Shane Taylor wasn't afraid to be himself no matter who was watching, Uh, no matter what the uh, outcomes were, no matter what, uh, no matter what the stakes were. You know, I am somebody that I'm going to say what I mean and I'm going to mean what I say, regardless of the money, regardless of the platform, regardless of anything, because to me, if you're able to be successful, but you lose who you are, then what was the point? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So for me, not, not, not only do I want that to be my 
legacy, but also my time in Ring of Honor, uh, I want people to look back on it and say that was Shane Taylor's era of Ring of Honor, the same way they do with Danielson or Punk or Joe or Nigel or Briscoe. Like I, I, I want them to be able to say, with all the talent that we have, that was my era. And that's, that's what I want. Nice. Uh, Shane, man, uh, I don't want to keep you any longer than we can, man. Uh, appreciate the time. Uh, we do do a lightning round at the end. It's like we call it the round of chair shots. Just throw a bunch okay. of chair uh, questions at one, you know, how quick answers. Uh, I guess we can start. Uh, Mischief, you want to? Yeah, man, shut the fuck up, yo. You take too long to explain <laughs> this shit, man. It's a round of chair shots. <laughs> quick questions, quick answers. Mm-hmm. You know, first thing that pops in your head. You ready? Gotcha. All right, favorite cheap meal? Oh, burgers. Ooh, from where? Damn. If they're not homemade, then probably Whataburger. Ooh, Sorry. Whataburger. Hey. Yeah, I, I know cats are like, in and out. I don't give I don't give a damn. Ew, in and out is trash. <laughs> Keep that shit in Cali. Yeah. We've had a few in and outs over here already. Um favorite movie. Oh, damn. Uh uh shit. Um Rocky Three. Superpower. What superpower would you have? The ability to read minds. Oh. I feel like if, if you if you can do that, you can pretty much stop anybody's plan. So I don't see why you wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like if you knew what they were gonna do. You uh, know, I never thought about it like that. <laughs> <That's> pretty, <laughs> pretty logical. <laughs> They'd be like, man, I'm gonna blow up the world. Like, no, nah, because I already took all the explosives and all the things that you need for it. I already put them. Over here, so just sit down. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Horrible. Be the most boring movie ever. The guy would never leave the couch. Just be like, Nah, I already took care of that. I already knew what he was gonna do a year ago. You know what I mean? I took care of it. Shane don't leave no villains. Like, there's no villains. (laughs) They'd be like, What's the point? He's just gonna stop us anyway. He already already knows we're doing it. Um, who do you want to meet, real or fictional? That's a great question. Uh, damn, I, I, I'm trying to think. Can it be past? Can it? Yeah, any, whoever right you could meet, past, present, future, real, not real, whatever. I would have loved to have met Muhammad Ali at some point, um, because, again, when you look at what being a, a champion is, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that wouldn't look at his life his legacy his his career the things that he did socially the things that he did uh for his community uh and tell you that he's not probably the ultimate rare representation of that uh so to be able to sit down and talk with him and pick his brain uh figure out why he did things the way he did you know his reasoning behind a lot of things would be fantastic damn that answer gave me chills man (laughs) <laughs> that was a good answer because even even like his promo work was tremendous right? was, well, i mean he like took a lot of what he did from pro wrestling you know what i mean so right. like to i mean so to to me to have that stage and to be and that's what i mean about like not losing yourself like the the championships aside the money aside the big events all the applause and bright lights all that is cool but who are you past that you know what I mean? Like once all that stuff goes away, who are you? 
Um, and I, I think he'd, he'd still be a hell of a man without all that. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, doesn't get any better than that. What is the worst purchase you've ever made? Ooh, worst purchase I ever made. That's a great question, too. Now I'm trying to think of, like, all my years of buying stuff. <laughs> the best ones are the ones that they got to think about. I I I want to say like I was in like school still and bought like a necklace for this girl that I liked and I gave it to her and she was like yeah I don't give a damn you know what I, mean? <laughs> I was like oh all right <laughs> you know I already got rid of the receipt so you know what I mean so you're just stuck with <laughs> so you pawned that shit. And then you pawn her too. Fuck that. I, I, I don't even think at the time I was old. I was old enough to go to a pawn shop. You know what I mean? So it was just like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like when you're a kid, you know, you put your little heart into this little, you know, fourteen carat piece of t- necklace. You know what I mean? Like, like here, you know, you, you must have courage. You know, here, and she's just like, nah. <laughs> you're like, ah, life is over. Yeah, my whole soul, man. <laughs> whole soul just got my ripped off with that soul. necklace. Um, what's the dumbest way you've been injured? Sleeping. Sleeping. I, listen, I was, I was in this apartment like fucking 15 years ago plus, right? And I was sleeping, I guess, like just the way my legs were. Like I like stretched my groin or like pulled it or something like just the way. So I woke <laughs> up and tried to walk and couldn't. <laughs> and I was Man. like, how did I injure myself sleeping? This is ridiculous. You know what I mean? But I was all right though. But yeah, that's that's probably the dumbest way. Oh jeez. Um, what's more important, the face or the heel? Mm. Neither one is more important. There is no one without the other. Uh, it's like the offense and the defense, you know, both sides must be respected. You know what I mean? Uh, That's a great answer. Uh, yeah, great answer. Well, I mean, you know, some people say defense wins championships. Some people say And other people will argue offense puts asses in seats. You know what I mean? Like, uh, nice. What... All right. Um, who is your favorite heel? Hmm. I think when you look at people's heel work and like, I think the rock is probably one of the best of all time. Um, Cause not only could be, could he be hated, but he could still be entertaining. You know what I mean? Which is why, you know, people love him regardless of what he does. Um, and then you look at some of the guys who people hated. And even though I had my own run-ins with it, the guy, like to me, Jake, the snake was one of the best too. Cause he just looked like, you know, and, and his, the presence he carried about him was just a guy that was not likable. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's the guy just putting snakes on people and, and just the way he talked and the mannerisms, the things he did, um, all that stuff is great, you know. Um, and then not to, you know, blow smoke, but Bully Ray is great as a heel, you know what I mean? Like, just getting to see, uh, to work with him as much as I do and to see what he does, it's, it's, you know, He's a master of the art form, so he—he's uh, legit one of my favorite heels. Yeah, he's great. From, from great all out. the way back in Philly with the heat wave incident and all that, <laughs> it's moving forward, like he's just done tremendous, tremendous work. The Hall yeah. of Fame ring, ring he got it. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like word. It's like he—I'm sure it's just one of those things. He's—he's he's really good at what he does. 
what is a useless talent that you have? A useless talent that I have? Every talent that I have is useful. Let's see. Um, you know what? A lot of people can't. You remember those 3D iBooks where you would like put your eyes close to the picture and then pull them away slow and that like a 3D image would come up? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like really good at that. And I, I, I could do that, like, really quick. <laughs> other than that, I really don't see a use for it, <laughs> like, outside of that specific scenario. You know what I mean? So, Yo, Shane be seeing 3D shit. <laughs> That's all you got. <laughs> <laughs> he did it in two seconds. Like, all right, like, pass, pass this book. That's not getting me anywhere. But, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, what is your biggest fear? <sighs> My biggest fear is... Having my daughters grow grow up and me not being the guy that I was supposed to be. You know what I mean? So that's why I work as hard as I do. That's why I take the stances that I do. That's why I, I say I that's why I say the things that I do. Uh, because I'll be damned if they grow up to think that that their dad wasn't the exact man that I've been trying to be. Oh, nice. Um on a lighter note, what's your favorite sports team? <laughs> Cleveland Browns. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you were going to say. So uh, you hype. It's, it's hype. You hype right now then. Well, uh, l- listen, when you're a Cleveland fan, as long as I've been a Cleveland fan, I'm sure. <laughs> like, you, you, take the, you take the excitement and, and, and you kind of just let it chill for a bit because this is what Cleveland sports teams do. They get you – just excited enough to for you to for you to bite in and 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 believe again, and then they screw it up and they break your heart like all the time, right? So hopefully, you know, with things going the way they are, we're bound to see some cool stuff with the Browns. But you know, I've been very happy for the Cavs' success and and the Tribe' success. Uh, the Gladiators are killing it. Cleveland State as a basketball team has been pretty good. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the city, for all their teams. Um, what is your favorite role to play? Face or heel? Oh, uh, for me, I think heel for sure. Uh, because naturally, I really don't give a damn what people think. Uh, so... That's to me, that is a very easy carryover. Whereas, you know, you want people to love you the other way around. I'm used to people hating me. You know what I mean? Growing <laughs> up the way I did, I'm used to people hating me. I'm used to the side eye. I'm used to the, you know, uh, the shifty looks and, and things of that, of that sort. So to me, that's just a natural progression. Um, and, I, I, and I've always been a fan of making people look stupid. You know what I mean? So if you're going to hate me or you're going to think a certain way about me, I'm going to make you look dumb in the process and then make you hate me even more round and round and round we go. Yes. Um, Last question. (laughs) What's a message you would like to leave your friends with? (sighs) Hold on, because we're just getting started. This ride is just started. Well, hold on. Nice. All right, Shane. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you coming on. You were yes, a good time. Appreciate it. 
So I hope you had a good time here. Uh, Vic, do you have anything? Uh, no, man. I, I want to thank you also, man. I would love to have you again sometime. Of course. Uh, if you guys are in the merch buying mood, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor. Also, definitely order Best in the World on pay-per-view June 28th. Baltimore, see me whoop band, band Dito's ass. And, 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 and when is that? When is that? June 28th, live on pay-per-view. Uh, yes. You can head on over to ROHWrestling.com. Check out Honor Club as well. You, you get like half off of all the pay-per-views when you sign up. Um, no, doubt, no doubt. And where can we go for your merch? Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor. Or head on over to ROHWrestling.com. Pick up your knockouts for everybody t-shirt there as well. And... There's some other stuff in the works, so pretty pr- pretty soon we may have another Shane Taylor t-shirt in the ROH Pro Shop, so nice. keep your eyes open for that. Shane, next time you're in New York, we'll buy you a beer. What's up? My man. Hey, easy work. Easy money. Yes. yes. All right, so cool. Shane, Shane, man, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. Thank uh, you, We'd guys. love to have you again soon, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Cool. Thanks, Shane. Thank All right, you, Shane. All right. All right.